TND Podcast. My name is Chris Ingalls, here today with Pastor Scott Applegate at Novation Church um, on a cold and snowy morning when we're recording this today. Burr, who's ready to maybe take Novation to the Caribbean full time? Are you in? <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I know someone's in with me. <laughs> Well, we are going to be heading into our third installment of the Apostles' Creed and Novation's um, Statement of Faith. Uh, that is where we're headed today, but as a couple of reminders, um, uh, this is the third installment. If you want to catch up on the first two installments, you can go to Novation's website, novationchurch.org. Uh, those will be available for you to engage if you'd like to. Also a reminder, the TND Facebook group. Um, go out to Facebook, search for Novation Church, and you'll be able to get uh, look up the TND Facebook group. It's an important part of our podcast here, and we encourage you and, and really desire you to join in the group and then participate in it. So um, with that, we are moving into um, the meat of the creed, talking about Jesus Christ. Um, and you got a couple of guys here today that... Uh, this is one of our favorite topics to engage anyone and everyone about. But if you're ever a fly in the wall listening to Scott and I's conversations, which today you are, uh, this is one of our favorite topics to, to discuss together. So uh, we're going to be, um, the piece of the, the creed today is we believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. Chris, back in high school, maybe maybe middle school, I don't know how much they do this in elementary, but... Did you ever get those times where the teacher said, hey, today is a pop quiz? Yeah, but every test for me was a pop quiz because I wasn't a very good student. Yeah, but not, not everyone is <laughs> smart as you. So somebody who wasn't ready like me was in trouble with a pop quiz. And a pop quiz is, hey, you should be ready. You should have studied. You should know this material. That's why whatever grade you get, mm -hmm. you get on that. In uh, Matthew 16, Jesus gives a pop quiz to his, his disciples. Jesus' popularity is really growing. He's doing miracles. He's preaching. He's teaching. People are flocking to him. He's fed 5,000 people with you know small amount of food. And, and uh, they go to this place called Caesarea Philippi, where it was like the, the heart of pagan worship. You could find any god there to worship. And uh, he turns to his disciples and he says, he says, who do the people say that I am? Like, we see the crowds, we see the popularity. Who do people say I am? What are you, what are you catching on the street there about what, who people think I am? And they immediately, you know, jump back and they say, oh, some say you're John the Baptist. Come back to life because John the Baptist had already been beheaded. Um, some say that you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. So they give this, this answer, and I think um, it's important right there. To, that was the contemporary possibilities, I guess, for what their answer was. But for, for us today... It hasn't changed much. It hasn't. For us today, I mean, before we talk about pop culture, we can think about what other religions and false religions and cults say about Jesus. Some say that he's a created being. As a matter of fact, the, the Jehovah Witness... Jehovah Witnesses believe that he's Michael the Archangel from the Old Testament. The Mormons believe that he's the spirit brother of, 
of Satan, of Lucifer. Uh, Satan went bad, Jesus went good, you know, <laughs> these two brothers. But but uh, they thought he was a created yeah. being. Muslims believe that he was just a precursor to Muhammad. Right. Same as Moses and Abraham. Hinduism would say, Jesus Christ, he's he's the son of God. Okay, let, it, let me add him to my other thousands of gods yep. that, that I worship. But then when you think about pop culture, I mean, how many times do we hear at a, after a football game or a, uh, music awards or something somebody gives thanks to their you know lord lord and savior jesus christ and so we know that jesus is is the lord he's the son of god but you know what does that mean because it's it's affected history i, I did some research hg wells who wrote um the war of the worlds is one of his famous books i think it came out around the 50s he said this, he said, I'm a historian, I'm not a believer, but I must confess as a historian that this penniless preacher from Nazareth is irrevocably the very center of human history. Jesus Christ is easily the most dominant figure in all of history. So you got a guy who's not a believer, but says, you can't deny this man changed the world. A secular guy from decades ago, and I... A lot of people today will just say, you know, Jesus is not important. You know, I mean, that is that is where probably a lot of our, especially culture around us, the people around us, you know, in, in our cities, in our businesses, in the state of Colorado, in the United States, you know, that's probably the opinion of most people is that, yeah, he's a guy from history, maybe. Um, he might be mythical for some others, but ultimately not important. And, you know, that is one, uh, you're getting the theme that we have uh, for this podcast today is uh, what Jesus talked about to his disciples in Matthew 16 of who do the people say I am? And then he turned that question on them. Who do you say I am? And so that is the theme of, our, uh, of this show um, of this episode of the Apostles' Creed, we want to um, pose that question to all of us around Novation and encourage you to get out to the Facebook group and uh, respond. There are going to be the first question. So when you get into the TND Facebook group this month, you are going to see the first post in there will be a question of who do the people in and around your life say that Jesus is. Um, go in there, hit reply to that post, and we, we want to hear what you have to say. Um, leave a comment, leave your thought, leave a question. Scott and I will be moderating that group throughout November, and we want to reply to your questions. So we're going to encourage you and hopefully motivate you to get in there and, and engage in that this month. Chris, I, I read a book years ago where the guy <clears throat> talked about he was an orthodox, meaning a historical Jesus believer follower. He believed in the Jesus of the New Testament. Not that he was created, not that he was just some good teacher or misunderstood, but he was the Jesus Christ that we worship, you know, the very Son of God, our Lord. And it was interesting in the book, he, he, he talked about the, the different Jesuses he had known through his walk, being in the the Pentecostal church, the expression of Jesus Christ, being in a denominational church, 
the, the face of Jesus Christ or how he, I think he called it the seven faces of Jesus Christ that he knew and the seven person, personalities or whatever. It was the same Jesus, but for all of us that are listening, we're at different experiences of, of our walk with Jesus. You know, maybe somebody listening, you're not even sure if he, if he really existed or not, or you're new to your, your walk with Jesus and this is exciting and you're ready to eat and drink the word of God and follow him more and more. Maybe some of you have been walking with Jesus for a long time. I just had my 27th spiritual birthday the other day, it was 27 years ago. And um, I, uh, you know, it's the same Jesus I've been following, but my understanding of him has grown. And I feel like the more that I, that I walk, the longer I walk with him, the more I think I know the less I actually really know and just keep it simple yeah. about him. Can you relate to that? I can totally. And, but great lead in to, you know, our theme um, that, we're, that we're kind of wrapping around this statement of we believe this confession, we believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, is that Matthew 16 interaction of Jesus with his disciples. However, we want to still go through, as we did in the, in the first couple of episodes, and we want to help because this is a statement of faith. It is a confession of faith individually, but it is also a summary of, and a, the creed is this summary uh, that we really have at Novation as our statement of faith to keep it simple, concise, and um, to just not get too down into the weeds of what we believe as a community, keep it up at what's most important. And what's most important, um, so how we're going to do that is again go through and say we're going to help define some of the words. So what does it mean when we say Jesus Christ, his only son? And then what does it mean when we say our Lord? So we're calling that we want to uh, get a common vocabulary have some common understanding around that even though our experience with Jesus and it's supposed to be very personal as a as a community together it's good to be on the same page so what do these words mean the other area that we're going to look at is um, uh, when we when we can make a confession a belief there is a sense of identity that comes with that and again there's there is some very individual um, sense of my self-worth sense of who I am um, but, but when we make this common statement or common belief statement, um, there is some commonality around it. So we want to talk a little bit about that. And then the final one that we'll, that we'll touch on as well is uh, the, a common purpose. So where can we rally around together? Yes, Jesus calls us individually to, to serve him in, in ways that are individual. But as we come together, what should some of those look up? What is the common purpose around that as well? So we're going to head into that, dude. Did you have yeah, let's, something else? Yeah, let's start with cool. Jesus. We believe in Jesus. So you could take this, the first part. Jesus' Hebrew name was Yeshua. And Yeshua means God's salvation. It means God's salvation. God saves. If you remember when the birth of or the, the Mary being pregnant with Jesus was announced to Joseph, he said, you shall give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And that's that Hebrew word Yeshua, his Hebrew name is God's, God saves or God's salvation. And this was made, blew my mind. If you and I were in Israel 
20 years ago on a youth trip and we went to the Dead Sea Scrolls Museum and uh, I had our, our guide who was obviously fluent in both Hebrew and English. We're looking at, at the scroll of Isaiah and the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, Isaiah is a book about Jesus, man. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most Jesus saturated things, but uh, I don't want to digress off of that. But in, in Isaiah 12, he, he started reading and I heard him speaking in Hebrew and I heard Yeshua. I said, whoa, whoa, time out. What, what did you just say, Yeshua? And I looked at where, where he was at in the English Bible, and it was right out of Isaiah 12. It says, you will drink from the wells of salvation. You will drink mm -hmm. from the wells of Jesus. Blew my mind. So we're talking about God. That's why they named him that. He came yeah. to save us from our sins. Yep. Um, so common vocabulary, let's move on from there. Jesus Christ, his only son. So this is God's only son. In, in episode two, we talked a little bit about God the Father. And, you know, the Old Testament God that uh, the Jews followed, um, uh, you know, through the wilderness and, and so the Old Testament God who we kind of identify as God the Father, he is this transcendent being. He is, he is spirit. He is not in our physical existence. He is different than us. Um, he is beyond our understanding. He's beyond our ability to relate and connect to him because he is so great. That comes through in the Old Testament so many ways. Jews still today, secular Jews even, um, won't speak the name of Yahweh. They won't write it down. When they write it down, they leave the vowels out of it. Um, in, the, in the Ten Commandments, you shall make no image. There, there's nothing on this earth that God would say physically represent him that you could bow down and relate to and worship. Go ahead. Dude. Let's help our, our listeners remind when you said the, the name Yahweh, that if you remember the story of Moses when the burning bush and God gives this, this command to Moses to, to lead the people out of Egypt, and he knew he was on holy ground. He took off his sandals and knew he was in the presence of God. And he says, who shall I say is sending me? And he said, I am that I am. The great I am. Is, and that's what Yahweh is, is, is. He's the I am. No beginning, no end. He's it. Like, it's so beyond our own existence. So just no way to relate to. Well, I, I like to say this. There were many ways in the Old Testament that you could worship but there was really no way to relate to him until his only son. Now in Jesus, so when we say Jesus Christ, his only son, he is the, he is the representation of God on earth. He physically, he's a human, right? So, so he, was, he was born as a baby. He had a mom. Um, he grew from a baby to a boy, then matured from, matured from a boy to a man. All things that we can relate to, that we can, that we can identify with, and he is a God-human. So when we say we believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, that is Yeshua, like Scott was talking about, but God's only son, he is God's representative that we can relate to. And even in John 14, which has been what become over the last couple of years, one of my favorite passages just to think about when he engages Philip and says, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. 
That is so deep. I mean, that message to us today, if you know me, you know that great, unapproachable, uh, you know, spirit God. You know him. He is knowable through God, through his only son. That's so good because he didn't, he came to save us, but he also came to show us what God was like. Mm, What 100%, if you want to know what God's like, you look at Jesus. And I know we're going to look at this, you know, on our next podcast. When you look at him, you, you see what humans are supposed to be like. But this is important because Jesus' claim to be the Son of God is what got him hung on the cross. The yep. Jews knew that when he called himself God's Son, that he was e- literally equating himself to be God. So sometimes people say, whether it be a cult or whatever, Jesus never said that he was God. By calling himself God's Son, he was saying he was God. Literally, there's a story, it's John chapter 8, where the religious leaders, the religious Jews are, are looking for reasons to, to, to get him crucified. And Jesus is dialoguing with them. And he says, Abraham rejoiced at my day. <laughs> and when he said, Abraham rejoiced at my day, they said, well, what are you talking about? You, you're, you're not even 50 years old. He's probably more like 33 at that time, but he said, you're, you're, you're not even 50 years old, and you're saying you know Abraham? He said, listen, before Abraham was, I am. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. And then for that, they said, we're going we're gonna to find a reason to stone you. And you know what? This is something that's important to acknowledge for people might be listening. Um, I mean, Jesus, in the, New, in the New Testament, Jesus never does say, I am God. But there are many ways where in that time and culture, that's he absolutely. So you can't find that phrase where Jesus says, I claim to be God. But there are many ways in there where he, yeah, he does. He, he actually does claim. Saying I am is one of them. And as we, I do want to move on to um, talking about that last piece of our confession here, our Lord, what does that how, how, what is, should be our common vocabulary, common definition around that? Another great um, title in the New Testament. So what is it, when we say Jesus is our Lord, what do we mean by that? Well, Jesus is most used title for himself in the New Testament. So this wasn't, this wasn't other people calling him. This is what he referred to himself as the most often is the Son of Man. Son of Man first shows up in Daniel chapter 7. Daniel's having this crazy wild vision with these beasts and, and all of this stuff. and Very much like Revelation. <laughs> I mean, just crazy, right? And, and, I mean, he says, is he fearful? I mean, this vision is so intense. In this vision, he refers to this Son of Man, uh, really is a God-human in his vision. What... Daniel sees is the Son of Man riding on this cloud, presented to the all-powerful God Yahweh. He was this this Son of Man riding on the cloud, sits down at God's right hand at the throne at God's right hand, um, is crowned as king, that is and given authority over all races and all people, all governments, all you know throughout all time all people right so this is how what Jesus's most common title that he gave him himself was the son of man he is the king that has been given authority above all others 
And I know, dude, that there is, uh, you have taught on Son of Man. It's such a great title because even in that, when we say our Lord, there even is some relatable pieces there because he identifies himself as a human. Yeah, and be, being the prototype of what humanity is supposed to be. Like at his baptism, when Jesus shows up at his baptism, John is like, whoa, what are you doing here? I should be baptized you. And he says, no, let this be done to fulfill all righteousness. You know what he was doing? He was saying, I identify with humanity here. I'm one of you. Yeah. God has come in the flesh <laughs> and, and is saying, I got in line with you here and I'm gonna walk you through this thing. I'm gonna save you and I'm gonna take you. He is the God human. Um, he, he, yeah, he does the things that we can't do on our own, but he's also the example of the things that we can strive and achieve for. That's why I like, the, I like, I like this little phrase to say, as a disciple of Jesus, you trust him as savior, meaning I, the first thing is, is you, we come to him and, and recognize that apart from him, I'm broken, I'm my selfishness, my sin. But as Savior, he came, Yeshua, God's salvation, came and lived a perfect life and died a brutal death so that we could come to the Father and ha have relationship. So we trust him as Savior, but then we follow him as Lord. That means he gets to call the shots in our life. We, we arrange our life around the same priorities and practices of Jesus. To be Lord just means he's the master. Yes. And not in a master and slaves, but someone who actually has our best interest at heart in everything he calls us to do. Yeah, he is not like the lords of this earth. That is for absolutely sure. And so at the, around that common definition, common vocabulary, when we confess that Jesus is our Lord, our understanding should be that we are submitting to the king who is given authority over all time, all people, all kings, all governments. So he is the overarching. Um, when we say that we're Coloradans, when we say that we are U.S. citizens, that is secondary to being um, submitting to the Lord of all. When we confess that, our Lord, that's what we're talking about. So quick here, before we move on to common identity and purpose, which we'll cruise right through, be good things for us to just touch on, we're time sensitive with, uh, with the podcast, not wanting it to go on too long. Um, so we'll touch on that, but what, one thing I want to insert here, back to the TND Facebook group. Second post that will be in there that we would love to have you reply to will be a, a, uh, another question. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's Son, our Lord. Um, we are going to ask, how did you come to the point how, how did you get to that point where you can make that confession as well? So again, similar to the theme of Jesus asking his disciples who the people say I am, we want to hear from you along, those, along that theme. Second theme is when he asked, who do you say I am? Um, kind of along that same lines, but we, will, we, we want to hear from you. How did you get to that point where you can say Jesus is my Lord? So um, moving on from there, uh, common identity, uh, when we make this uh, confession of faith, when we 
uh, when we make this statement that we believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, what common identity does that give to us? And there's some quick points that we'll touch on. Um, common citizenship. He is the, we were just talking about that, he is the king above all. And so we do have this together, you know, regardless, um, especially when we talk about the church, capital C, the church that goes um, everywhere. Uh, I mean, whether it's race, politics, economics, um, geographical, any of those kind of areas, we have a common citizenship. Scott, one of your recent teachings on Sunday, you brought some guys up on the stage, different people up on the stage, very diverse. And you got real emotional when you said, this is the church. And dude, that is so good. We have that common citizenship. You and I have had the privilege of going and worshiping with other believers overseas. You know, I've been to El Salvador, the Dominican, Israel, Scotland, England, different places where when you when you pray with somebody from Scotland, if you can understand what they're saying, yeah. it's quite the deal. They're speaking English. <laughs> it's <right>. English. <laughs> it's Scottish, but you know, in the Dominican, in in uh, the the village that we serve, and worshiping Jesus, and it just gives you a picture of every tribe, every tongue, every nation. I mean, it's not about what people look like. It, it's it's who we are in Him, and He yeah. made us diverse, and we do have this common citizenship, and He's going to. Like you said, he's going to make it all right. He's going to bring it all together. And that's why striving for unity and diversity is important. Yeah, very. So our second area of common identity is uh, Jesus just doesn't assume the mantle, authority, king, and we are his subjects. He also calls us friend, um, and, and which is important. It's not we, are, we don't just get to call him our friend. He says we are his friend different type of relationship one that i mean with friends you share you know there are experiences that you share together joyful ones painful ones um there there are heartfelt things there are you know deeper things that with some of your common citizens you probably would not share but with your friend you do and so that's an important common identity that we also gain as when we when we when we have this confession of faith that he you know we believe in Jesus Christ our Lord, um, third and final one in this area of identity is family. We are adopted into the family of God. Um, we've had over the years at Novation many families that have adopted and typically come with a great price: emotional, financial, time. Um, there is no greater price, though, paid than the one that Jesus paid so that he would be the firstborn of many and that we would follow in that. We are a part of the family of God. It's out of thought. You know, often we talk about when you think of the church, it is we're his bride. We get that. Mm -hmm. I think us as men, I don't always follow that, but I get the concept that it's something greater than even what human marriage is about. Um, family obviously being that we're but in that family part jesus it, we're, he, we're told he's our brother like yeah. uh, you know and and <laughs> and so maybe as a man i find that easy to realize he's my 
my older brother, my perfect older brother, you know, older brothers look out for their little brothers. And, and to see him in that light and understand what he did to bring me into his family is awesome. Yeah. So our third area, um, when we have a belief, you know, every human belief system, um, it's, it's designed because we are, as humans, are wired this way. When we have beliefs, it gives us purpose, it gives us meaning. And so whether our beliefs are secular or in some other um, religious bent, that there is a sense of purpose and meaning that comes along with that. And we as humans need that. Our belief systems give that to us. If all we're about is the daily grind of get up, drink a cup of coffee, go to work, come home, watch some TV, eat some dinner, go to bed, and that's the only thing that we exist for, then existence becomes very mundane. And why I would love to get into this, but you know, in the last decade, suicide rates have just escalated and you don't hear a whole lot about it. But I was looking at some statistics yesterday in the last decade um, from ages 10 to 34, suicide is the second most common cause of death. And man, that's just, so this area of purpose and meaning comes in. So what is our, what is our common purpose when we make this confession of faith? Um, purpose. Why we look at the life of Jesus and we see, I mean, he, he was a king, but his kingdom is an up, what I love calling, and this is from Tim Keller, an upside down kingdom. I mean, his is upside down. When you think of most kingdoms, kingdoms come in power. They have to be economically powerful. They militarily powerful. They have to have a lot of natural resources. Those are the kingdoms that are the successful kingdoms. Yet Jesus and his example, um, as the king who's been given all authority over every government, over all time and all people, his is upside down. He comes and he is, even though his disciples and many of the crowd following him wanted him to be exalted so that he could put his power into play, he said no. And he came and he served. Um, he served the poor. Um, for the people, I was thinking about this, he forgave sins. Now you gotta think, he is the king that's been given all authority. Uh, your typical reaction from kings and or governments when, when there are rebellions um, is to imprison and or kill the rebels. And Jesus didn't do that. He no. came and he forgave sins. Well, that's, that's the <laughs> story of my life. Rebels. That's the story of my life. I, I, before I turned 25, 27 years ago, I was, uh, I was a rebel. I had shook my fist at God and, and didn't. You and you I know, both I mean, have that in our testimony. And, and you know what? I tell you, this thing of common purpose is, man, I don't have to wonder why I exist anymore. I exist by him and through him, because all things were created, like Colossians 1 says, by him, for him, through him. So I exist for his purpose. So you look at his life, what did he arrange his life around? What were the priorities and practices of his life? And arrange your life around that, you will have the ultimate purpose. Yeah, and following that upside down kingdom where even to the point of Jesus giving his own life, um, he forgives the rebels to the point even that he would give his own life on the cross. So, and make no mistake, he allowed himself to be killed on a cross. 
he wasn't forced into it. He allowed himself as the king of all. That is our example, our purpose, our common purpose. And this plays out individually for every single one of us. But our common purpose, when we come together as a community, Novation Church, um, to encourage one another, to help one another, keeping that purpose in mind, and that we are here to serve those just like Jesus is, the poor, the needy, the broken. Um, uh, that is our purpose, even to the point of the rebels around us, our cult, whether that be culture, um, different when they attack us, if we are really being living in the upside down kingdom that our most highest authority gave us the example of, and we don't lash out in power and try and defeat them. Bless but, those that persecute oh, yeah. you. Bless those who you disagree with or disagree with you. <laughs> so much outrage in social media. Especially on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So with that, we're going to close up this episode, guys. Thank you so much. Great lead in again, just as a reminder, the TND Facebook group. That is an important part of, of moving TND to this podcast. Please, there's going to be a couple of questions out there um, that we would love to hear your thoughts on and or you can go out and even post your, make your own posts, ask questions, share your thoughts. Um, we encourage you to take part in that. So uh, be a, and uh, next episode for the month of November here, we're going to be moving into um, Conceived by the Holy Spirit and Born of the Virgin Mary. So look forward to you. Thank you guys very much. God bless you guys. Free me from my